This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Happy Monday. This is the PHNX Feedbacks Podcast. My name is Derek Montia, known as your mayor of PHNX. This man next to me, Mr. Electric himself, Sean DePaz. Yo, yo. And of course, it's my vice mayor and your thunderstick, the one and only Jesse Friedman. What's mosh, baby? Guys, uh, big weekend for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, unexpected results here against a very hot Chicago Cubs team. They go in there uh, in a four-game series, and they manage to take three out of four I think uh, we would have been happy with two out of four in this scenario, but considering how much the Diamondbacks need each and every win that they in these series remaining, uh, this was a, a great series for them. Obviously, they dropped the finale five to two, uh, but you know what? You still gotta you still gotta appreciate and be very happy that they take three or four. Yeah, it was it was a huge series for the Diamondbacks, no doubt. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a really big difference between being four games behind the Cubs and being two games behind the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if they'd won yesterday, they would be tied with the Cubs entering this week, which, you know, I mean, that would be a whole other situation. Sure. But uh, but yeah, they are very much within striking distance of the Chicago Cubs with, you know, three more games against them coming this weekend uh, and still, what is it, 17, 18 games to go in yep. the season at this point. So uh, yeah, every every game is is a playoff game at this point. At least that's sort of what it what it feels like. And yes. uh, the Diamondbacks took care of business and then some this weekend in Chicago. Taking a step backwards to, I believe, Thursday's show, we said that three out of seven would still mm. feel like a win considering the way this Cubs team was playing. So at least the Diamondbacks have already established those three out of the yep. seven, right? Uh, but the other thing that really impressed me with this was the way the Diamondbacks made a made a hot Chicago Cubs team like cool off offensively like the Diamondbacks pitching staff really did an excellent job against the team who you know might not be the best offense in baseball but they were definitely playing like it over the last two weeks coming into the series yeah I mean it's I don't think anyone reasonably or if they were being honest with themselves could have reasonably expected the Diamondbacks to look the way they did all four of these games or I guess the first three but even the fourth game I mean a lot of that I think was fought just not being great uh but it was a weird it was a weird start that last game for yeah, sure but like it, it, it yeah i don't think anybody reasonably could have expected them to perform the way they did and even if, if they were going to win those games i don't think anyone could have expected them to look the way they did right yeah. lose winning a one nothing pitchers duel against the, the cubs would i think caught everybody a little bit of surprise i mean the idea that zach gallon could throw a complete game shot piece i don't think catches anybody by surprise but yeah. obviously it all but happening we haven't like seen that it before right yeah. so I mean, it's like what a like time that. for his first one yeah, to I mean, occur. uh talking jake was talking about it uh john boy earlier today and he was just like it was that was a it was a complete game shutout in a one nothing game against a team immediately in front of you in the standings on the road like that was a playoff it was a playoff game it was beautiful and, and was the beautiful. diamondbacks showed out and, and they did that through this entire series um Again, I don't think you reasonably could have expected it, so it was a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, uh, I will say, getting back to the, them winning like the three of, of seven and already 
having that accomplished. Like if you lose four straight against the Cubs, that doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Yeah. Like it's it's, it's a lot. It's <laughs> more fair. like winning three of seven overall. But yeah, if you win the first two three, this one, and yeah, maybe one and then you go get one. swept at home by the Cubs, then who cares about what you did last weekend? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, the, the expectations as far as D-backs versus Cubs, I think has definitely changed at this point. Tori opted to use an opener, Jesse, in that final game, which yes. was surprising. We had Brandon Fott obviously in there, and Brandon Fott did pitch. But uh, yeah, I mean, overall, going with Joe Mantiply there early didn't really uh, didn't, didn't didn't accomplish much. Mantiply gave up a run in the first inning, and uh, then they still went to Brandon Fott, who didn't have a great outing, uh, regardless yeah. of, of of the fact that he didn't come in to start the game. Yeah, it was a really interesting decision by Tori Lovello. Uh, Brandon Fott was listed as the probable starter pretty close before, I mean, pretty soon before game time, this decision was made to, to switch to, to Joe Mantiply. So, yeah, the way that Tori Lovello has described the decision is he basically wanted to force David Ross, the manager of the Cubs, to uh, either change his lineup and adjust uh, which is what the Cubs ultimately did wind up doing. They they changed their lineup around to make it so they had you know some right-handed hitters stacked at the top to face Joe Mantiply. Um, or of course, what could have also happened is is they didn't adjust. In which case, uh, you know you could have Joe Mantiply come in and and get some good matchups and then bring in Brandon Fott after that. Um, but yeah, as I said, the the Cubs did adjust their lineup, uh, which it's it's a little hard for me to see where the D-backs had the advantage here because Joe Mantiply just had some pretty bad matchups in that first inning is yeah. like you're using a you're using an opener against a bunch of right-handed hitters at the top yeah. um so i thought i thought it was probably a smart counterpunch by by david ross and the other factor here is you know you don't know how this affected brandon fought did this yeah. did this mess with his rhythm did this mess yeah obviously it messed with his routine to what degree you know did that play into him coming into this game and really struggling and he didn't have a terrible outing overall but he gave up solo homers to three of the first five batters he faced right yeah, he did. just came in it the game definitely and his, was a bad start it was a pretty yeah. bad start and you have to wonder how much of that is because he didn't start this game yeah. and, and the d-backs you know kind of switched things up last minute so you know do they win this game if if they just start brandon fought who's to say i mean it's hard to win when you only score two runs at the end of the day uh so it probably didn't make a difference but an interesting decision that that I honestly didn't fully understand. Baseball players are a creature of habit. It's the reason why Zach Gallon mostly wanted to start the All Star game. It wasn't the fact that he was yeah, going to pitch any more. Right? It was just it was just routine, right? Just being able to start the game like you always do. So I don't really know how much that did impact it, but obviously that entire situation didn't go their way. It was a critical game for the Cubs, though. They just lost three in a row to the Diamondbacks, yeah. and they are a team that, in their own mind, they're not. The wild card is definitely you know important to them, obviously, but they're focused on their division. And right when they were really getting close to making up some ground. There they you know they ran into the Diamondbacks who somehow figured out a way to take those first three games. So it's nice to be on that this side of that as yeah, opposed of to, not being the desperation one. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> or, or having your momentum just complete. Like you you you're good. You go into a series against like I don't know the skidding Mets for example, and then and they just everyone's like oh we're rolling, and then the skidding Mets all of a sudden kick your ass, and you're like what what are we? And you have to start yeah. asking all these questions. Yeah, it's. 
much nicer to be the ones that are causing a fan yeah. base to ask questions <laughs> yeah. as opposed to being the fan base that is asking, having to ask all these questions. Yeah, they all took uh, the Cubs left on their road trip dressed like characters from Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> and I saw a lot of comments about how they needed to save the city of Chicago and things like that. <laughs> uh, shout out to Slickzilla for the super chat. Thank you so much. Slickzilla says, hey, guys, been watching for a couple of months. Keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate that so much. Uh, Connor Mormon, I know we probably threw this up earlier, but he said, not in my wildest dreams did I think we would go into Wrigley against the Cubs uh, offense and completely shut them down in three or four games. I was prepared for a disastrous weekend. Same. Connor, you and I yeah. were in the same boat as, as far as that goes. That's why it makes it hard to not – like on Sunday – I hate to admit this, especially in front of Jesse, because uh, this is going to make Jesse very upset. But I, I was it was easy to kind of check out on baseball because football was going on and the Diamondbacks had won three out of four. That's shameful, Derek. So it that was easy when, when things didn't look like they were going good for the Diamondbacks very early on. It was very easy to just watch the mm -hmm. things go bad for the Cardinals <laughs> on another channel. So, uh, But a thing that didn't go too well was Jordan Lawler's debut. He didn't play on Sunday, and this series was a little rough for him offensively. He really didn't get more than that yeah. first hit in his first game. Um, he went one for 11 with that single. He stole a base, struck out six times. But I think right now, you know, that's is, is expected a bit. Like, I don't think the Diamondbacks were expecting Jordan Lawler to come in here and hit 386 like he was in yeah. AAA. Uh, but what, sure. what, are, what are your thoughts on, on that and, you know, just kind of how long it kind of can take for a, a young player like this to catch up to major league pitching? Yeah, yeah. I think the the biggest question it, it seemed coming into uh, Jordan Lawler's time in the majors is just how is he going to handle breaking pitches, especially from right handed pitchers? Right. Uh, I think his his whiff rate on breaking pitches in AAA was something like 40%. And I and I don't think that was just righties. I think that was righties and lefties. That's a pretty high whiff rate. He, he does have, there is some swing and miss there uh, against breaking pitches. And obviously, there's a difference between the breakers you're seeing in, in AAA and, you know, like Justin Steele's slider, right. uh, even though he's a lefty, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's probably going to take him some time to adjust. The at-bats didn't look great, I think, if we're being honest. Uh, the contact was not particularly hard. It was a lot of ground balls on the infield with, you know, exit velos in the 70s and low 80s. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's 11 at bat. So you're not you're not rushing to judgment or anything at this point. But it does look like there might be a bit of an adjustment period sure. here for him. And while people, a few looked as foolish as me and this guy over here when it came to this whole situation. Right. Uh, Nick Ahmed, you, you, you can't say like, oh, hey, his production wasn't, you know, wasn't wasn't like more than this right so yeah. it's like jordan lawler that's isn't fair. the yeah, he's not the, he's not the end all be all to the situation he did have some really great defensive moments so that was very encouraging and you don't know there about you know who just perdomo or ahmed would made those plays but he's also had some bad defensive moments we there had was that, a pop-up the other the day pop-up that he probably should have taken charge on and and didn't i know the wind was maybe a factor there and and it was maybe a little bit closer to Cattell than it was to him but the shortstop is supposed to take charge in those situations. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but again, it doesn't really matter because for the most part, uh, Jordan Lawler is still an incredible baseball player. We've seen him do some incredible things already. And I think the idea here is to hopefully give him enough time that his production is a factor here before the end of the season. And more, more importantly, his offensive production is a factor going in into the, uh, into the postseason. Should the Diamondbacks make it there? Yeah. yeah, it's really easy to think of of guys in AAA with big numbers and big prospect status as as like the saviors of the season, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. 
And because they have a blank slate and you don't know what they're going to be until you know what they're going to be. Right. right? And I mean, we talked a lot. At least I talked a lot about in the lead up. Like you see this all the time. Kids show up and they just like they take the world by storm for a couple of weeks. Absolutely. I think there was at least for me and I think a lot of fans kind of an underlying hope that that was what was going to happen with him. We want that. But it's not a guarantee. And then he slows back down, (laughs) goes back down to earth rather than the slow start. Right. But the slow start is more common, more realistic. Uh, and I think, honestly, uh, there's the, the, there's no better example of it than Kyle Lewis, who just continues to mash the ball yeah. in AAA. Mashing and in AAA, unfortunately, does not always translate just, to mashing. And, like, every time he comes up, I get excited again, you know? And to be fair, they don't really give him a very long leash when he is up here. You don't see Kyle Lewis get very extended time. He usually gets sent back down fairly quickly, yeah, uh, especially considering, you know, um, you know his, his lack of production. But uh, the Diamondbacks definitely didn't need a lot of production from their offense in this series because the pitching took care of business. Let's take a look at the numbers of this four-game series against the Chicago Cubs. Uh, we have here 12 whole runs against nine runs in four games, you guys. That's crazy. <laughs> That's just, everyone, exactly just, what everyone expected exactly, from the Cubs offense. Right, right, right. If uh, I had told you guys that the D-backs were going to score 12 runs in the series before it started, you probably would have thought the D-backs <laughs> oh, yeah. were like, going to get swept, <laughs> right? If you told me the Cubs <laughs> scored three, nine uh, runs, runs a game. I would have expected the nine runs to have been in one game yeah, yeah. against the Diamondbacks <laughs> and not spread across like, yeah, four games. I mean, this, this is impressive if it's a three-game series. Yeah, I mean... Uh, like, obviously, it's hard to factor in that last game considering Mantiply is the starting pitcher there, but mm. a 1.25 starting pitching ERA. The, the starting pitching saved the Diamondbacks in this series. They single-handedly won it for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I, I feel like the Diamondbacks won this series on Saturday. That was the game that it was like, I don't know if you're supposed to win this game, but somehow they did. Mm. Right? Yeah. A 10 inning yeah. affair. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel made not one but two game-saving defensive Incredible plays. Incredible catch! There was favorite a, defensive specialist. Lourdes there Gurriel. you go. There, I mean, there, <laughs> there was an assist to to second base. Right, I'm not remembering who the Cubs hitter was, but there was a there was a double uh, against Kevin Ginkle in the eighth inning that was erased. Uh, it should have been a double, but it wasn't because Lourdes Gurriel got the man at second base. And I think like the next hitter doubled as well. And if that had happened, mm. the game the game would have been over. Uh, the Diamondbacks would not have uh, would not have been able to, to come out of that with a win. And then it happened again in, in extra innings when yeah. Lourdes made a really nice uh, running catch when when Paul Seawald was on the mound. So it was a game of inches. I mean, the Cubs, they had some defensive flaws at the same time. Uh, I think there was a pass ball and a wild pitch in the 10th inning. D-backs only had one hit in the 10th, but managed to score two runs. <laughs> I think there was also a hit by pitch in there, which helped. Uh, so, yeah, the D-backs just did a lot more of the little things in that Saturday game. And that was the difference between a, a win and a loss in, in that one and the difference between a series split and, and taking three out of four, which is obviously enormous in a series like this. It's huge because I think I, I think all three of us would have been satisfied with a series split, even happy mm. about that. Right. But uh, to, to win the series, to take three out of four, uh, most importantly, just to hold the Cubs to nine runs. When the Cubs have yeah. really, I mean, we, I, it, it felt just like yesterday, like when we were at our takeover and we were kind of scoreboard watching and it's like, every time we looked up the score, the Cubs had scored another yeah. run in the game that they were playing. And it was like, my God, we have to play this team next. That's, that's when I started getting very fearful of this series and things aren't great ahead because when you look at the upcoming three game series, the Diamondbacks have against the Cubs when they come to chase field, yeah, there will be no Zach Gallon. 
there will be no Merrill Kelly. It lines up for I I know we'll we'll talk about this again when we get to that series, but it lines up for Steele fought on Friday, Hendricks Davies on Saturday, Wicks Nelson on Sunday. Oof. Don't really see a clear advantage D backs in any of those games. <laughs> That's gonna go well. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stop pretending like I'm ever like I ever know what this team is gonna do. Exactly. Because they, every time you exactly. think you know, they do something different. It just which means it, the minute you think they're Davies they're, is gonna throw a no hitter, <laughs> they're gonna score 83 runs, and, and they're, they're gonna, gonna sweep destroy. the Cubs. And yeah. no, they're gonna lose the series somehow. Oh yeah, yeah. That's probably also what will happen. But uh, let's take a look at the wild card standings because this was. Uh, it was a good weekend, but man, some of those other teams, just like when the Diamondbacks were losing, they were losing. The Diamondbacks are winning. These teams are winning. They're keeping things interesting. We're coming for the Phillies. Those Marlins, man, what is going on with the Marlins? Like they are five games over 500 now. How? I I don't know. <laughs> Again, I mean, I, I feel like I said this last week. Like I feel like every team that's in this wild card race is having the exact same conversations. Where you look at the other teams, you're like, how are they still? Yeah, doing what? this. They're like, in it. I mean, the Diamondbacks were the worst team in baseball for a month and a half. If I'm the Marlins, the Giants, or the Reds, I'm sick to my stomach that the the D-backs are still in a wild card spot ahead of us. Um, That's true. I mean, I mean I, I, I'm with you on that. Like, it's it's insane. Um, and I mean, like, look, the, I, I was joking about this with Jesse before the show, and I by no means think that the Phillies are an actual, like, that's an achievable spot. But, I mean, they're about to lose to the, the, the Braves. They got to play the Braves again later th- today. Yeah. Like, their pitching is. Kind I of mean, a mess. realistically, like the, exactly this right. whole thing, the Diamondbacks could end up with the first wild card spot, and they could end up three spots outside of the playoffs. <laughs> that is <laughs> none very of it. Yeah, true. none yeah. of it would be. Surprising. That's true for all the five other teams that are in the wild card below. Right. Now. That's what makes. And I mean, this even so for the Brewers. That's what makes this so much fun. The that's Brewers could miss the playoffs, so and they've been winning the Central all year. The White uh, Sox inexplicably traded Jake Berger to the Miami Marlins at the trade deadline, and that's a pretty big part of, yeah. of what we've seen. Jake Berger has an 849 OPS uh, since that yeah. trade happened. And yeah. He's been a big contributor. I mean, the, the Marlins offense kind of shut down a little bit there uh, in the middle months of the season. But, uh, yeah, I mean, their, their pitching is good, and their schedule is incredibly difficult, and yet they just keep running over, like, really good teams. They beat the Dodgers two out of three I think uh, I think they took a series from the Mariners they just I believe took a series against the Phillies they just don't don't stop winning right now I hope people are saying that about Tommy Pham I hope when other teams are frustrated about the Diamondbacks they're like man look at what Tommy Pham's been doing yeah. since he went yeah. over for them like who would have thought right I mean uh, I'm sure there's plenty of people in Toronto that are sick to their stomach over oh yeah that's that's Gabby. A, that's for sure which by the way that's Gabby have pa- a kid. Papa Gabby. Papa Gabby. Uh, Everyone, congratulations. 23-year-old ga- dad Gabby, which Let's makes go. me very unsettled. Let's go. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we all we all do things at our own time. It's okay. You're fine. Uh, but congratulations. I know. I mean, I was really no, disappointed. I'm trying to start a family now. He was. He went to Nashville to start a family. And he didn't <laughs> it happen. And I'm still frustrated that that didn't happen. But uh, again, congrats to Gabriel Moreno. He is on the paternity list. The Arizona Diamondbacks have recalled Jose Herrera to replace him, but uh, uh, you know, obviously, felicidades to Gabby, and hopefully, hopefully, the Diamondbacks get him back soon because, man, uh, the, they're not very good without him in the lineup. He has been a critical it's part a of their success. I cannot yeah. wait for 18 years from now, or I guess give it 19 to 20 when Gabby Moreno <laughs> oh Jr. Gosh. is making his debut with when the they, Arizona they, Diamondbacks. Then when they build his what? When Gabby Moreno Jr. is making oh, his debut nice. with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Mr. Diamondbacks uh, uh, couldn't play for anyone oh, else. No. Yeah, no, 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 it's not yeah. even a question. This is this is the next. These are the next Griffies. Like Vlad Guerrero Jr. These yeah. are the, no, yeah. they're going to play together. Gabby's oh. going to be our catcher for the next two decades. 
and his son is going to pitch, and we're going to have the first ever father-son pitcher catcher battle. A catcher, like, well into his 40s. <laughs> yeah. Knees of steel. A 20-year career. Uh, that, would be, that would be incredible. Uh, I hope I'm around to see that. Uh, anyway, speaking of other NL West te- or other NL East teams that we have to worry about, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks have a four-game series now with the New York Mets, and let's take a look at that team at a glance. Of course, here we have a 65 and 77 record, which obviously that and their minus 37 run differential makes for a very disappointing season for these Mets that were supposed to be World Series contenders when the year started. Uh, They sure look like it the last time the Diamondbacks played them, though. So uh, not not super excited about going into this series against them. Five and five in their last 10, as you can see there. Not great numbers. Starting pitching ERA, 4.35, which is 15th in Major League Baseball. Relief pitching ERA, 4.55, which is 22nd. OPS of 722, good for 18th. And minus 24 defensive runs saved, which is 25th in Major League Baseball. I had a dream that Pete Alonso was traded to, I think, the Giants. Elizabeth is right. Uh, Wait, what are we doing here? What? Damon with the logo covering up and what Pete, what is get, going Elizabeth on with this picture on mind the side? Out of the right? No, no I think what, she's that's right. That's what needs to happen. Well, okay, I'm so with Elizabeth Pete Alonso is like the king, I feel like, of making really weird facial expressions <laughs> and kind of looking like he's uh, uh, doing something at all the time. Uh, I will say, like, these numbers are great they also mean <laughs> jack shit to me because we all saw what happened the they'll last be a time completely different team when they play and the also, D-backs. we haven't acknowledged this uh, and i don't want to spend too much but like we are playing in new york on 9 11 like the atmosphere there is going to be different i think than one would normally expect yeah. playing the mets well yeah. below the post it's going to be emotional it's so like, going to be very it, yeah, yeah it is going to be i feel like a very specifically tonight and obviously one game can obviously change how the entire series looks. So, yeah, but you don't want to be a visiting team playing against a New York team. Well, in, no, I mean this organization knows that better than anybody. That's very so. Like, true. I mean, it's it's definitely going to be an uh, an interesting as far as tonight's concern. Um, but I mean, at, at, same thing that happened the last time we played them. At the end of the day, it's a on paper, it's a pretty good roster, um, or yeah. at least offensively. So, yeah. offensively, you yeah, can't, you can't. Uh, and I mean, we, you talked about like some of the matchups, like, I mean, the, we get Mert, but the day we get Mert, they go against their best pitcher. So like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't. I, I, well, we do have the probables. Let's take a look at the probables. Really yeah. Fast. I mean, based on how this season has gone, I do not feel good. I don't feel bad, but I'm not coming into this being like, this should be well, three or four. Yeah. Cause it's the Mets. And it, because once again, it's an important series, it's four games and you really don't know. You know, again, what di- what version of the Diamondbacks team you're going to see here? You don't know what version of literally any of those four men that you see on our screen right now. Right? right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like you Zach, got like you I have joked Zach about Zach on the road being throwing uh, uh, no hitter, but it's like maybe he does. he's either going to throw five p- innings of like one run ball, or he's going to give up five runs in the first inning. Yeah. Same thing can go for Ryan Nelson, and honestly, Zach Gallon. Yeah. Merrill's the only one where I'm like he should give us six innings of like three runs, and, and that's again he'll the. Be in it. Better matchup here against Kodai Senga, who was very good against the Diamondbacks when he pitched against Huge us. Huge fan but, of Kodai Senga. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I think much like the Cubs series, there's a lot of appre- apprehension here because it's a very, it's still a dangerous team, and the Diamondbacks need these wins because we just showed you that wild card standings graphic. Every game matters. These are all very, you know, it's very close 
you know, uh, race. And, and right now with, with, like you said, I mean, the, the emotions running high on a, on a, on an anniversary like this and, uh, to be playing in the state of New York, it's, it's not going to be an easy atmosphere to play in. And, and I think that the diamondbacks hopefully can not, you know, let that impact them too much, but this, this is, this is an important series. This weekend should be reserved for the subway series. In my opinion, I know that's not really how scheduling works, but they should always do New York versus New York. Yeah, this weekend. That's in probably, my opinion, as opposed to having. That's probably because I mean it fair. is. I feel like kind of a not. I mean, this is like nitpicky, I guess, but it's like it's kind of unfair to the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Boston Red Sox well, who have to play New York teams tonight. Yeah, especially the Diamondbacks, considering our history of playing well, them. Yeah, I mean, the Diamondbacks in particular. <laughs> what happened, right? Yeah. Like, if you wanted to make the, if we were playing the Yankees this weekend, it would feel a little different because yeah. it's like okay, it's. 22 it's like a little bit of an anniversary type I'm, thing i guess i'm actually on board with that and the reason why is because baseball was very important when it came to the united states returning oh to yeah life i mean i mean everyone's so, seen the, the footage of george bush still not the 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 first pitch yeah and it's like yeah baseball baseball was pretty big at that but it's like it's <laughs> weird it, it's weird because okay so there's two things now i've experienced in my lifetime that was like this and it was that and then it was you know the 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 pandemic where it was like life was so different after this thing happened and like at one point you just had such a strong desire to kind of like have things return to normal mm. and like baseball was such a big part of that right and it's like you know you just the 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 fact that major league baseball decided to resume and get things going again and and i mean it just it it was that first thing that made us feel like we were back to to normal life you know like it's yeah it's hard to explain because it's like like i said the only thing i have to compare it to is the pandemic because those are both just very strange events that like completely changed my life at one point that i had to kind of live through and like september 11th obviously didn't last as long you know the the, the things that happened after that but it was just it felt like life here in the united states just completely mm -hmm. went on hold for a period of time and baseball resuming just felt good it yeah. felt like like man we're we're healing you yeah. know yeah but, i didn't necessarily mean to get us into a whole conversation about no i mean it's my point was is that like there's this is far from being like a a normal like a, a wild card team going to play a team well well out of the playoffs sure, like sure. it's it's very it's it's not just a good team versus a bad team there's a lot more to tonight and the series yeah. in general but my, my point was i like your idea about the subway series oh, very yeah. much just because i, mean, I, I feel like base, baseball should kind of do something on the schedule to consider this considering baseball was it, such a big part of that things, healing like, process none of the american teams should have to play in toronto on memorial day that makes no sense to me or the fourth of july <laughs> i don't i've never understood that i've never understood why and, uh, and the, uh, the the blue jays should be home for canada day every single year there's no like certain things like that just don't make any sense yeah. to me. But those are easy fixes on the schedule. Why do but. we always have to play spoiler for the 9 11 team? That's what I'm saying. That's kind of that's what I'm saying. Like it's a little unfair to the Arizona Diamondbacks. You like, knew what you were doing. You make us the, the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. Of like, America. It's a, it's a little unfair. <laughs> we're, 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 we're not. We're good guys. We like we like America. We're fine. Also, don't, can don't I just us... say Mike McCarthy last night wearing an FDNY hat while playing a New York team and being the Dallas Cowboys? Another reason it like should be New York, New York. Yeah. 100%. Yep. It's yeah. The well, city's bigger than the country at that point. The Mets, regardless uh of tonight, haven't been very good since the all-star break. They've been basically a league average offense and a very bad uh pitching team. So hopefully, Which yeah, is what that happens pitches. when you trade two future yeah, all-famers. Typically, yes, and you replace them with uh 
Jose Butto. Buto? Buto? I think it's Buto. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Disregard so. my first pronunciation of so. that last name. <laughs> uh, and I think Joey Lucchese is also uh, is also in this rotation. At least he at least he uh, made that start last time. D backs might see him. Uh, I think it's against the against Zach Gallon in that third game of the series. So yeah, when you replace Scherzer and Verlander with those two guys, that's a pretty significant drop off. So um yeah, this is not this is not the same team that it was at the beginning of the year, but it's also not that different. I mean, there's still Brandon Nimmo, there's still Francisco Lindor, there's still Pete Alonso. Yes. Uh DJ Stewart has been phenomenal uh this year in about 100 plate appearances so far for the Mets. So, this offense can hit. This it's actually a pretty good offensive team. I think from an offense standpoint, the D-backs and Mets are on somewhat equal footing, but the pitching is really what you would think would make the difference. Uh, well, we thank you guys for being here right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so. Uh, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows on the network go live. Leave us a little thumbs up. We always appreciate that uh, self that acknowledgement, that attaboy. I like my attaboys. Uh, that's what we're going to call thumbs up from now on. Those are attaboys. We just got to do uh, attaboy. Yeah, just attaboy. What happens uh, when someone dislikes the video? Oh, that's, that's uh, I don't know. Bad that, dog. That's a scolding. Yeah, bad, bad dog, <laughs> bad dog. Uh, if you are listening on the audio podcast, side we appreciate you guys being here as well please subscribe to us there as well leave us a review we always appreciate that uh, feedback bet mgm by the way i made myself a little money with the emotional hedge yesterday uh, i bet against the arizona cardinals which didn't feel great until I bet on the, arizona the end cardinals, of the game and that also did not feel great no it, that felt great no, at no point no it didn't it didn't uh <laughs> it felt great I, my, at halftime it, it did actually feel good for a while though. yeah it did i bet I, I mean i was i was sweating it especially when it got close and i Josh needed Jones. uh james Conner to have 45 rushing yards oh my god can we start feeding Brian james Conner the rock yeah. please my both my wallet and my fantasy team depend on it i get it I get it. Well, I have James Conner. Yeah. Oh, a different fantasy team. Oh, different. Yeah, these guys have like 12 fantasy teams. Jesse's I've only just got, got three this one. year. I wouldn't like this year. I can only handle one. Jesse, yeah. how'd fantasy go this weekend? Yeah, Ooh, I don't want to talk anymore. about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm in the middle and, of a Damon suck Jesse versus yeah. yeah. I just need the, I need the Bills to put up points on the Jets today. Meanwhile, I'm going to be this week's highest scorer. So that's the way things go. But uh, again, this is all the fun you can be having, not only in fantasy football, but on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Uh, if you place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10, you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. It was a great, uh, that was a great part of my little parlay that I put against the Cardinals. Uh, they had a boost odds boost that doubled my odds so i went from 650 to 1300 won myself a nice little uh light, nice little amount of cash but uh you can get a little amount of cash for doing very little on the on the uh betmgm sportsbook app uh, just download it or visit betmgm.com sign up with code phnx that's the important part uh sign up and place uh, a deposit at least ten dollars into your newly created account place a wager in the amount of at least ten dollars at a standard odds price and once you have placed a qualifying bet you'll receive two hundred dollars in bonus bets regarding regardless of the outcome of your wager. Uh, and look, I, th I'll say this much. I have really enjoyed betting very small amounts of money on very long shot bets, mm. uh, but it doesn't need to be crazy bets. I just build a parlay with lots of legs. Oh, that's my, that's been my secret lately. My favorite like football tradition is every week. I will put a dollar on a parlay of every single game. And one of these days I'm going to, I'm going to go God mode and I'm going to hit it. 
and I'm gonna quit my job with the thirteen hundred dollars. Was that like eight hundred bucks? <laughs> well, uh, you can maybe quit your job after winning eight hundred dollars too one of these days. But don't. but don't don't do that. Don't do that. Josh uh, Allen over yeah. rushing yards tonight. Oh, it's lock, lock it. Lock it. Yep. yep. Put it in. Uh, it's, I'm it's going right now. Yeah, he's going to do it right now. Sign up. Do like Sean. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first bet. MGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10. You will receive those $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right. And also big shout out to our friends Illegal Pete's for feeding us lunch and for just being an incredible spot. By Although way, I got to say, we got to stop wrong? this. We got to stop this having the food delivered while we're live. Yeah. Shenanigans. I blame yeah. Max for that. Not the good people over at Illegal Pete's. No, so it's absolutely Max's have. fault. Max does it deliberately. But I'm tired of it. Yeah. I'm tired of it. And it seemed like here it, during it was a show last week. It. Last time we got it, it was 1.30. Today it was 1.15. So they're yeah. like, uh, at some point it's going to be like, hey, food can delivered at 1.01. Yeah. So it comes immediately after your show starts. We mm-hmm. will start our show at 1.05. We'll, we'll just start. We'll just change the time we do the show. This we'll just come on live Max. eating tacos because and then, and Jacob decides to come out here and start licking his fingers. Yeah, it's ridiculous. What if we were just if we were just eating like during the show? What if we yeah. just ended the show and when this, people want to watch is, that? Right, like smelling it and not getting to go eat it is the biggest torture uh, that that we could possibly have to experience. But illegal Pete's right now. Let me tell you, the weather is nice, guys. Mm. It's back. It's back to patio season. We are sub 100 degrees here, uh, and I don't know. We are only we? Have, yeah, yeah, we got. Is it like 104 today? Like second, but we've been getting cooler days recently. Today's like I like a 94. The shade is yeah. not bad. It's great. Outside. It's like we got we've gotten to the point now where. You don't want to die every time you step outside. I That's, feel correct. Like. That's correct. That's correct. That was <laughs> that was Sunday, but now this is Monday. And now we're out of the, the bad times. It's of, a really big bar to clear. Yeah, it, it really, I mean, here it is. <laughs> look, I just want to get under 100 degrees, you guys. But uh, the biggest thing is whether it's hot out or not, you can get illegals uh, super strong margaritas, the strongest in Arizona, uh, and it will uh, they'll get you where you need to go. And you have irresistible drinks, mouthwatering food, and so much more. Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot. Stop by for happy hour 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations illegals pete's the go-to spot for burritos buddies and beers for 28 years uh well it is that time you guys you know what we do around here because every year on this podcast is our year every month on this podcast is indigenous people month Mm. uh every month on this podcast is uh Black History Month. Yes, that's true. Every month on this podcast is Women's History Month. Every month is also Black Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. Every week is Shark Week. Every day is Earth Day. But on Mondays, we go to the mailbag. Damon, let's go. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. All right, Damon, what do we got? First question comes from our friend Yoshi, piece of Yoshi on Twitter, and he asks, are you also disappointed we won't get Gallon versus Senga this week, or am I alone in being distraught? Uh, Yeah, no, I'm a little disappointed. At least we get Merrill versus Senga, which I feel like 
not to discredit the great Zach Gallen, but the way Merrill Kelly has been pitching lately, uh, he is our he, he is our one A, you yeah. know, if you will. That's he, what I was you know, literally going to say at this point, they're very much like a one A one B to me. So like, if we get either of them against the other team's best pitcher, I'll be I'll, I'll be pretty happy about it. Um, if, Merrill has a lower ERA. Yeah, if this was if this was like Davies Even, or Nelson or yeah. Fott versus Hanga, I would be very concerned. But I'm happy that we get one of our two guys against them. So yeah. I'm not that I'm not that sad about it. The other thing is that, you know, uh it's similar story in the in the Cubs series, right? It was Justin Steele against Merrill Kelly, but then it was Zach Gallon against Jamison Tyone. And Zach Gallon against Jamison Tyone turned into the Probably yeah. the best yeah. pitcher's duel of the entire <laughs> really series, did. right? Maybe so, one of the best pitcher duels of the year. Yeah. How many so, one nothing games do we have have we had this year? I'm I'm fully expecting Joey Lucchese to turn into like peak Randy Johnson or something <laughs> on, on Wednesday. And we're gonna have an outstanding pitcher's duel between Zach Gallen and I think it's gonna be Lucchese that day. It's not confirmed yet, but yeah. we'll we'll see. All right. What else we got, Damon? Um Gabriel at Bold is Bronze asks, if the D-backs make the postseason, what will the roster look like? Uh, he says, please, no Paven. Now, uh, I know that there's a lot. I think our next question is also, Damon, can we see the next one as well? Uh, it comes from Straight Mons uh, and says, why don't we call up Jake McCarthy and send Paven down? It's the most logical thing to do. We are seriously trying to make the wild card. So I felt like the, both of these questions are related. They're both essentially the same question. And it's the question a lot of people have on their mind. Why aren't we turning to Jake McCarthy at this point and sending anybody? I mean, honestly, it could be Paven Smith. It could be a, a number of guys. But to be honest, with the way that Jake McCarthy is playing, I, I really do feel like I, I agree with the sentiment that he should be called up. Jake McCarthy just won back-to-back -back, uh, PCL Player of the Week award, and he is just absolutely killing it at a AAA level. Uh, with all of his weapons, with all of his tools, it doesn't really seem very logical to not turn to him, right? I mean, at this point, yeah, he's just been... And again, like we, we saw with Jordan Lawler, like we just discussed a little while with Kyle Lewis, doesn't equate over to success at a major league level but he just seems so hot right now that why wouldn't you bring him back up to see how he's doing at a major league level he was always a very yeah. good defender for this team and and the base know, running obviously the base running, is, a, yeah. is a huge asset yeah i mean jake mccarthy over his last 15 games is slashing 458 494 778 what you, like you can't 458 you can't ask for anything better than no. that right i mean there comes a point when it's pretty clear that jake mccarthy just doesn't really belong in triple a and it Correct. clearly he's i mean he is far beyond the level of of most most players in that league so yeah i i think it still feels inevitable to me that jake mccarthy will be called up at one point and yeah if you're calling up jake mccarthy from a positional standpoint paven smith kind of lines up with his expected role the best so yeah there there is just kind of a natural match there Paven has had some good at bats uh so far uh that, that we've seen but I think he's 0 for 6 with three walks that's still not you know not not the kind of production that you're looking for so we've talked about previously for a guy who doesn't have a lot of defensive value doesn't have a lot of base running value things that Jake McCarthy obviously does have yeah that's the big thing for me with with Jake is like it obviously I mean part of it is is Pavin's lack of production but for me it's just like the way that the, the times that this team has been most exciting and the most dangerous is when they create chaos and Jake is obviously much more capable of creating chaos particularly on the base paths than 
damn near anybody on this team, let alone yeah. just Pavin. So like, even uh, if Jake didn't hit, there's exactly there's still, exactly there's still value. And, and, that. Yeah. and so at this point, it's kind of, I mean, it's all it's similar to the Lawler Ahmed thing in the sense that it's like, if these two things are if the two are comparable, then you got to start going to like kind of intangible things and i think the intent all the intangible reasons that you would want one of these guys lean in, in jake's favor yeah uh, and and, so. and it's and it's like in that instance it's because jordan lawler is the future of this team and you want yeah. to kind of get him started on the road to being yeah, acclimated yeah. to a major league level as soon as possible i don't know if jake is a future part of this team but he very much feels like he could be yeah. he very much feels like he could be part of this core that they're building that would include Lawler, maybe Perdomo, obviously Corbin, obviously Moreno, like, but they have a lot of guys that are all around the same age, Alec Thomas, you know, and that these guys could all end up being this core of this team that is hopefully, you know, helps produce a winner here for a number of years while, while they're there. Right. But, you know, it remains to be seen who the Diamondbacks are going to truly invest in and who they're going to kind of look at as being assets that they can part ways with and maybe bring in somebody else to get them from this level that they're at up to the next level. I just feel like Jake at times is part of that. And I don't know if his sample size is big enough to really consider him a huge part of this team's future. It's just the energy that he brings. Like you said, he doesn't even necessarily have to be swinging the bat well for him to bring yeah. something offensively to the team. And obviously we know how good he is in, in the outfield. Yeah. I mean, is, is Jake like a, a part of the core of this team? Is he one of the, you know, three or four best players that you're building around for the future? Not necessarily. I, I don't think we're, we're quite that, to that point. If that's not the case for Jake, it's certainly not the case for Pavin. Right. Yeah. I, oh, I, think, absolutely. I think that's pretty clear. And, and even if Jake isn't that guy, he still has a lot of value as like a fourth outfielder. I mean, mm -hmm. if Jake McCarthy's your fourth outfielder, I think I think that's pretty good. I mean, not mm -hmm. not that many fourth outfielders play good defense and are among the best base runners in the sport. There's a lot of value in in him in that role. So I think that does make make a lot of sense. I guess the the first question was about the D backs postseason roster as a whole. Uh, so thinking about that for a second, they would have to cut one more additional player if they if they were to replace Paven Smith with Jake McCarthy they would still have to cut a position player because you're down to 26 as opposed to 28 where they are right now um so on that front I think you're probably picking between Evan Longoria Emmanuel Rivera and Jordan Lawler as being the three guys that if you were to have to make a decision about taking a player off the postseason roster one of those three makes the most sense I in my feel, mind I would feel terrible just emotionally about Evan Longoria being that and I don't I don't roster. think it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, that one just even though the numbers might point to that and Longoria really has struggled quite a bit offensively since coming back from his back injury. He's just such a big part of this team from from a leadership standpoint that that's pretty hard to to imagine. So then it's Rivera, it's Lawler. I guess Jace Peterson could factor into this conversation. I, I don't know if I see that one being realistic either as seeing how, how the Diamondbacks just traded for him. Jordan Lawler, there are some complications with with not having him on the roster because then you don't really have a true shortstop as a backup. Nick Ahmed is obviously not here at this point. You know, there are other guys who can play shortstop if you need them to, but I think Lawler is probably the the best defensive shortstop outside of Geraldo Perdomo. So Emmanuel Rivera, I guess, is is maybe maybe the the guy that would that would make the most sense there. Then you have I mean, I guess Jace is your backup first baseman if something were to happen. I mean, I guess if something were to happen to Christian Walker, you would replace him on the on the postseason roster. But 
like an in-game situation, you don't have anyone else who plays first base in that scene. Yeah, I think Guriel could maybe mm. play first base in an emergency situation. He he played first base a little bit last year with Jace the Blue Jays. has played first base before, correct? Yeah, Jace Jace, I'm sure I mean, Jace could. Is a utility he guy, plays right? everywhere. Yeah. yeah, he he probably he probably could do that. On the pitching side, again, it's sort of the same story where unfortunately you'd have to take the 14 that they have right now and you have to bring it down to 13. Uh, and then there's also the possibility that Dre Jameson could could still pitch this season apparently Tori Lovello said that again a couple days ago to the reporters in Chicago uh so you might you know if Dre Jameson were able to pitch then you could bring him in and then you'd have to send two guys out um you know Luis Frias hasn't been here very long I guess he would maybe be an option Uh, Miguel Castro obviously has had his struggles this year that that could also make some sense and there are probably a couple of other names that you could you could bring into that and, conversation I mean, too. Realistically, once you get to the postseason, like your pitching staff, more or less, you got to think that some of these lower, like some of the guys at the bottom of the starting rotation, are basically going to be bullpen guys, right? Yeah, like that's true. Yeah, you're so, not taking five starters. Yeah, so yeah. some of the lower end bullpen guys are also probably going to get pushed out of uh, in that situation as well, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, what else we got there, Damon? Uh, next question comes from Ryan Hanley, and he says, uh, "This is oh, I love it. Does Jess, does does Jesse think the Diamondbacks are a wagon? And what bets are we looking at for tonight's game, Ooh. Jesse? Are the I, Diamondbacks? I love, I love how the first part of this question is just directed at me specifically. Just, it's just for you, buddy. It's just for you. I, listen, I don't. I know you don't want to answer that question, Jesse." Uh, yes, they're a wagon. Whether or not Jesse wants to acknowledge it, yeah. they're a wagon. Jesse, Jesse can answer it a different way, but he knows what There's being no a wagon means. scientific definition for, yeah. what a, for what a wagon. I mean, yeah. I guess there is a dictionary definition <laughs> for a wagon. Is, yes. We could have that conversation, too. It is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if the question is just what do I think about the Diamondbacks' <laughs> outlook yes. over the next few weeks, that's how I'm gonna. That's how I'm gonna take it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're in a good spot, right? I mean, if the season ended today, they would be a playoff team, uh, which even a few weeks ago didn't seem like that was going to be likely. The D-backs fell to 57 and 59. You know, they were as, as far as I believe three and a half games out of the wild card at one point. And, and they've come storming back. Uh, I know there was the one week against the Dodgers and the Orioles that was that was rough, right? They went one and five that week. Outside of that, the Diamondbacks for the last month have, have really turned things around in a big way. Um, and, you know, their schedule the rest of the way is, is not easy, but it's also not that difficult, right? You've got the White Sox, you've got the Yankees, you've got the Mets. Uh, you know, there's the Giants are still in there. There's another series with the Cubs in there. Uh, the D-backs finish with the Astros. I do think it's possible that once we get to that Astros series, the Astros might not have a lot to play for. That's another really big factor that will come up at the end of the season is whether the Astros have, have wrapped up an AL West win or whether they're you know fighting for their lives at that point too, like the D-backs would be. So, um, so yeah, I, you know, the the rest of the way the schedule is not is not terribly difficult, and uh, the D-backs have have more than given them a shot to to pull this off. All right, yeah. second second part of this question, I'm going to give you what my parlay mm. would be for tonight's game. And now, uh, I have no problem letting you guys know uh, that if 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 my custom parlays were to appear on the BetMGM Sportsbook app, they would be Derek's cowardly parlay. And the reason why is because 
we make money over here at Derek's Cowardly Parlays. Uh, and I'm taking uh, the under at nine and a half on total runs because I hate fun. And a Zach Davies start? You're taking the under? Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. I'm taking the under. Yeah. And uh, we're talking about total runs. I'm taking the player hits. Uh, Corbin Carroll, one plus. I'm taking batter struck out uh, three plus for Jose Quintana. I'm taking batter Love struck that. out one plus for Zach Davies. I'm playing <laughs> hits allowed three for Jose. Uh, one walk allowed for Jose. Uh, two hits allowed by Zach one walk allowed now you can add more right like wow. if you go up three hits four hits <laughs> yeah. five hits those are all going to get you better odds right but my little cowardly parlay is going to get you plus 350 with very little risk so you throw a ten dollar bet on that you're making yourself 45 dollars i don't hate it. Uh, i'm going a little simpler um Oh, just I love it. I love the long parlays that really can be ruined by one thing, but <laughs> makes it a fun roller coaster ride to watch oh, the game. Oh, uh, I'm just going Zach Davies over four and a half hits allowed, uh, plus one ten. You can double your money on Zach Davies sucking. I, I, I mean that's I hits like too. I that's like, just yeah, hits, he doesn't right? even have that's to suck even that runs, bad. Right. I mean, I feel like there's situations where allowed. Merrill Kelly has given up that much and he's going six innings, like of of two three run ball or whatever, yeah. and like. The D-backs still win. And that's Max crazy. just like informed it. me that D-backs money line is his pick. Okay, so we're taking the Mets money line. That's so the pick everybody pay, take, add the <laughs> New York Mets money line into that parlay that I just gave you. Thanks a lot, Max, for causing <laughs> the Diamondbacks to lose. You rat bastard. Uh, that's... I used it. Yeah. All right. The, did I use it right? Way. Yes, you okay, did. You good. used it perfectly. All right. well, Max is the most rat bastard rat bastard ever. Like <laughs> a thousand percent. Max is the is the king rat bastard. A hundred percent. If you ever see him, he'll buy you a beer. That's the way that. And then he'll in, bet against. He'll bet yeah. on your favorite team, yeah. knowing damn well that he's cursed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, All make the sure other rat he's a rat bastard. Don't Worship forget. For the record, Max is literally right here. We're not talking. Yeah, shit we're not talking shit behind his back. We're talking dead to his face while he. Which I talk plenty of shit about. Putting beers in the refrigerator right now. He's doing a public service for us and we're still attacking him here live on this show uh of course make sure to sign up at bet mgm uh, and use code phnx when making those bets by the way uh also uh max is stocking our refrigerator right now but without him we would all be dying of thirst and of course circle k is the place where we stop to quench our thirst at america's thirst stop of course right now you can get down on the inner circle membership program it's new and it's free you just got to download the app I'm told you don't even have to download the app. I think you can actually just sign up for it yeah. uh, at Circle K at like the gas pump as well. Download the app because you get all like the yeah the, the app's the way more fun. And I'll yeah. and I'll tell you this much: uh, I did have an issue with finding the inner circle, uh, and it was more probably user error. But I did have to delete the app and re-download it. So if you have any issues, you should uh, once you've signed up for Inner Circle, you should have your like barcode up at the top with your phone number for you to scan uh, at Circle K to use your Inner Circle membership, and it should also have an inner circle option down in the middle that keeps track of all of your spending and all of the wonderful deals you can get including saving 25 cents per gallon on your first five phillips i hope circle a doesn't deal. catch on and the like the mental gratification i get from the seeing the 25 cents taken off because if gas is four dollars i would rather them raise the price of gas to 425 and give me 25 cents off don't than tell just them pay don't $4. tell them that don't tell them to do that and so because if you tell them you're okay with they that, they'll learn. start doing that. Don't because do that, the, yeah. the, 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 the mental just joy you go through no. of seeing gas drop yeah. off 25 it's, oh, cents for just so putting good. a number in it's so good. is money. Yeah, it's uh, so good. Quite literally. Yeah, money. it's so, literally money in your pocket. People, but they don't, they don't figure that out. Yeah, hopefully not. Uh, because right now, Circle K does have some pretty great prices on gas as it stands. But you will get 25 cents off per gallon on your first five Phillips once you sign up for the inner circle. You also get buy five, get the six one free on a selection of Circle K products, including 
pizza, coffee, and ice cold fountain drinks. So make sure to join the inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. Uh, And also make sure no matter how hot, cold it is, whether you're a golfer, whether you're not a golfer, that you're still dressing in the wonderful polo shirts that Pins and Aces has to offer. It is our official golf apparel partner of PHNX and All City. And I don't know if they want me telling you this, but you don't have to wear their stuff at at the golf course you can wear it anywhere and it's fashionable and it's uh very lightweight it's stretchy it's everything you want out of a shirt people will give you big compliments on it and of course like i said you don't even have to go golfing in order to wear it they also make hats golf bags and even a beer sleeve which once again is not exclusive to uh the golf course so make sure to check out pinsandaces.com and use code phnx to receive 15 percent off your first order and get free shipping that's pinsandaces.com I can say definitively that the best I've ever golfed has been in pins and aces was it good no but was it the best I've ever golfed yes, yes. at our at our tournament it yes. will help you make the most of whatever limited yeah. skills because if you're you gonna suck have. it like listen point. you don't gotta post your score when you post on the gram later you just gotta look good <laughs> yeah. I just I just need a boy. shot one shot of me Kind of not looking like right. an idiot while uh, I swing. Yeah, the, this, here's an club. example. Here's an example. At our at the keeping it 100 golf tournament we had over the over the summer, um, there was a picture that went out of me because I, I golfed. It was me, Shane, Trenton Bourget, and Jalen Conyers. No big and, deal. No MBD. Uh, but there was a picture that came out. <laughs> hold of, on, hold on. Let me pick up those names yeah. you dropped really fast. Uh, MBD, MBD. <laughs> well, it, the, the Jaylen, it was important because they were in the picture. Yeah. Um, and there's a great picture of us celebrating. A, a, a Jalen Conyers putt, and Jalen's in our limited edition. Right? I mean, you can't get it anymore, I don't think. But uh, the pins and aces. Oh yeah. Next polo. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's walking Phoenix off, polo. celebrating that we missed the putt. We met, <laughs> he missed the putt. But you know, you know, no one's gonna know that because we look good as shit. He looks fly. He looks fly as hell. You're sitting here right now, just telling everybody. Well, I'm the just truth. saying it's a secret. Yeah. For us, because we, yeah. as we know, everything that we tell our, our followers stays between it's us. It's just between us. Um, yeah. We, and, we're like this. So you, no one's gonna know that Jalen missed the putt, but. He looked good, he so did. no one knew. The picture went out later, and he just looked good. By the way, can I say, watching Jalen drive golf balls is one of the most oh my God. terrifying I mean, and exhilarating experiences I've ever had he's in like, my life. He's, he's going to be in the NFL. Like, the he's sound a pro the ball athlete. makes after he hits it is something unlike I've ever heard. It's like when a NASCAR whizzes by you. It's just, well, it's like something like that. Uh, he's, of, yeah, no, he's a... And he was wearing the the pins. He was. He he was. He was gripping it and ripping it. But all right, Damon. Do we have more mailbag questions? What else we got? Uh, Oh, it's King Snake Cogs, the one and only. Uh, He says, "Who do you think is the next prospect to make his MLB debut?" And will it be this year? Uh, Cogs, I don't know if he... that specific. Yeah, I was wondering that because... Jackson Holiday. Pete Crow Armstrong is making yeah, his... which is awesome. His, his you debut saw this, for the, the Cubs. story behind that, Yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. I think that's going to be an incredible... My, my computer's dead, but what, the, the, <laughs> his actual biological mother was the mother from Rookie of the Year. What was she from? Yeah. She was. She is an actress in a baseball that's movie. That's crazy. Yeah. And now she has the actual... One of the top prospects in Major League Baseball as her... <laughs> biological son yeah it's, uh, that's uh, crazy yeah uh no it was it was my it was little big league little league league, yeah is. yeah which is again my favorite childhood yeah. baseball Unbel- movie of like, all time yeah that's crazy that that's like imagine 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 that like imagine being an actor like you're you're in a you, movie about you, a kid being a uh, baseball and you're like owner that's not a bad idea we're gonna, we're gonna do <laughs> that i'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna do, do that, that. Uh, i'm gonna do that in real life that's pretty great and then she did it <laughs> that's uh, not something 
I'm tired of people that are successful just getting to be more successful. Like you are an actress in a big movie. You shouldn't also have a son that's Some a people top get baseball stack prospect. Wins. That's bullshit. So the rich Let get richer, me have John. a kid who's a top I mean, baseball prospect. It's not like she had like a very. I mean, she was in Minority Report, I think, and she was in this, and I think that's it. Like, oh, <laughs> that's it. I'm just saying. That's it. She's probably no, a sag actress. On her acting she probably is like a sag it. actress. She's probably out there right now. Uh, you know, uh, protesting. I imagine with whatever's going on, but. Jesse, uh, who's the next prospect for the Arizona for the Diamondbacks? Diamondbacks? I mean, I, yeah. Obviously, I'm wondering if he means like just to make their way up. I feel like it's probably because, safe to say that no one's making another debut this year, right? At this rate, yeah, I would be, I would be pretty surprised. I think Blaze Alexander is is one guy that would make some sense. I guess it would it would probably be more in the case of an injury if the D-backs needed another infielder who could play some different positions. I, I think he could make some sense. We we kind of speculated he might even get the call before Jordan Lawler because uh, he's already on the yeah. 40-man roster. Right. So the fact that he's already on the 40-man, that that wouldn't surprise me. If if Well, it kind of would surprise me. <laughs> I, I'm not really expecting that unless the Diamondbacks have some unexpected need for someone in that position this season. Uh, going into next year, though, yeah, it's 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 hard to say. I guess I would probably say Blaze Alexander again if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't make his his debut this year. Uh, Blake Walston is is another name that that's what I was thinking that could be in there, but he has basically the same number of walks as strikeouts this year, and I I just don't really see the D backs going that direction unless again if if they really have to. And it's far too soon for Ivan Melendez to be making his way up yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that, a, would be that was the one year. thing with, with Lawler is that obviously there was like a, a clear giant hole in the roster that was trying to make the playoffs and potentially win a World Series. Like uh, now I don't know that because we don't have a clear like ace pitching prospect. Like I don't think that there's any obvious holes that a prospect would be rushed essentially because i think at this point anybody that got brought up would kind of be rushed with maybe the exception of blaze like yeah yeah there's no there's no need at this point i mean even in in at least in my you know opinion prior to him getting called up i thought that that was the case for jordan lawler as well so yeah um, yeah i mean i didn't expect it to happen but i i think what jesse said summed it up best which was essentially he had nothing else to prove at at that point at at a minor league level and it was time for him to get up here and, and start getting those major league reps. So, yeah. and I mean, at this point we don't have a Jason Dominguez in our system. So I think normally you probably don't want guys getting called up when you're in the middle of a uh, wild card race. Like, and I mean, the Yankees it's probably not wouldn't great have called, if you're doing that. No. If they had been trying to win something. I mean, if you're doing that, typically it's either because of an injury or it's because you are still you got nothing to play for fairly. Well, no, I mean, oh. if you're, if you're in the playoffs, oh, yeah. you're doing it because you're, you, you're kind of desperately in need of, yeah. you know, of someone to give yeah. give maybe a, a jolt of life either at a position or maybe a pitcher or something of that sort. I think it can be a good thing for for players in general to just get some experience in you know in high leverage situations games, yeah. in in the majors. Yeah. But yeah, it's another thing if you're like really counting on yeah. those guys, right. you know, uh, which I don't really think the D backs are with Jordan Lawler. I mean, they are in a sense, but righty. I mean, he's he's primarily here to to face lefties yeah. and. He's he's getting kind of a soft a soft landing here in the majors. He's not being called up to play every single day. Right. And if he doesn't have an 800 OPS, then then the Diamondbacks are in trouble. That there's not that degree of pressure yeah. on him. We've right even now. we've even seen Tory take him out of the games in big spots so that he yeah, couldn't potentially right. have like a blunder that maybe shakes his confidence or costs the Diamondbacks a game. Right. right. So yeah, they've been very cautious about about him for sure. Uh, what else we got, Damon? 
Brian, who is here. Uh, Brian says, <laughs> out of curiosity, what would a realistic trade offer for Mike Trout look like? And could the D-backs afford to pay him? Though I'm not sure the Angels would have to pay some of his salary if he is traded. I, I think I have a bigger question. Do, do, do we even want Mike Trout at this point in Mike Trout's career, especially considering how much it would cost? I'm not saying like, oh, hey, picking up a, you know. I mean, which Sean do you want to answer this question? Do you want logical Sean or do you want baseball fan Sean? Um, <laughs> I love that's the choice we have Because to baseball fan Sean, like Mike Trout is one of the greatest players to ever play the game. I don't care if he's 80 years old. I want to see him in a Diamondbacks jersey. Let's like, get logical awesome. Sean. Can we have logical Sean? Oh, then of course not. I mean, <laughs> okay, we're talking about <laughs> this is a team that wants to re-sign Zach Gallon, like has dreams of winning a World Series in the next couple of years. Like... Like I know this isn't, something. this isn't the Yankees uh, where we can afford to spend a, a, a money on a guy right. who's going to play half the year. Right. Um, and also does not have any real postseason experience either, which is important, <laughs> which is crazy That's to fair. talk about when we're talking about Mike Trout. But like, fair. we don't Sean know what doesn't want Mike Trout. Because I, of obviously, I do. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if you're, you're, there's a lot of <coughs> obviously I want Mike Trout, but like. <coughs> Not for what it would cost and what it would do to this organization. Like yeah. I, I don't think they, I, think, I don't think trading for Mike Trout is going to make that put necessarily put them any closer to winning a World Series. Right. Like Mike Trout isn't one of those. I mean, I'm not. Mike Trout is an elite player, but at this point in his in his career, is he going to be worth the cost? And is he going to be elite enough to improve them and yeah. get them up to that next step? Like I, yeah. I'm. I don't mean to diminish Mike Trout's you know, uh, accomplishments or the fact that he's still a great baseball player. I just think I, Mike Trout is one of those players that ends up costing a team a 100%. bunch of money. And then, like you said, can't really stay healthy all the time and doesn't really produce more than another guy that they could have gotten for a fraction of the cost. I mean, it's, it's like, it's kind of like Carlos Correa. Like every like he was really good and then he was obviously in the middle of a very interesting free agency Just, uh, thing this offseason but like look at how many teams dodged the bullet by not being I, able to yeah, sign him during this I you know, want that contract yeah, right yeah, now right. um and i mean Mike honestly Trout, his his contract with the twins is far more reasonable well, than yeah. anything he was going to sign with that, the i mean I, too, so. could you imagine if you were the who was it, the giants and, so the giants and the mets the right? mets were the other one yeah like yeah uh, Oh, can, can you imagine if you were the Mets, Mets right now with that contract on top of everything else? Whew, yeah, that would that be, would be that would tough, be tough scenes. But yeah, I mean, uh, of course I want Mike Trout, but realistically, what are you going to have to give up for him? Right. I, right. I don't think it's going to ultimately be worth it. And then, yeah, I don't. Mike Trout, Mike Trout has not. Mike Trout has been the best player in baseball, arguably over the last decade and has not made the playoffs. Like he's clearly not enough in and of himself, in and of sure. himself, to I make mean, no, this team. Oh, oh, no one player is. I wouldn't. Yeah, argue, no like, one player is in general. That's the story with the Angels. It's not yeah. that Mike Trout. Well, wasn't, yeah, but, wasn't but good my, my point is, my point is, is that like I don't think Mike Trout doesn't take this team from being like a borderline World Series or borderline wild card team to all of a sudden being a World Series favorite. I well, don't think if he stayed one healthy for a full season, he he. Probably, I mean, he could have that level. He could, of but you would, there's other things you have to address. The, the like, Angels, I don't think the, I don't think tried, the staff makes. They tried to put a team around him, and the team, at least this year's team, is literally a walking wound, walking yeah. wounded list, right? Yeah. You have weird things going on, like the entire Anthony Rendon situation, which we haven't really discussed much on here at all. No habla inglés. Like, no habla inglés today. <laughs> you know, uh, literally just doing everything he can. Like, if you go back and you like, they someone made a thread of that reporter's tweets about trying to talk to Anthony Rendon. 
condone about his injuries. And it was just always literally some other yeah. thing, right? Like, so unfortunate. obviously they have a weird culture over there and they have things going on. But I mean, like, I, I don't know. I think the big thing, I, I think there is something to say about the fact that like Mike Trout hasn't been enough to get them to where they needed to go. Well, so like, would yeah. ultimately, would he be worth and whatever price? Again, they Gabriel, he hasn't played a full year. In five years, yeah, since like he does I mean, even not even 2018 was 140 games. Yeah, uh, he hasn't played like basically a full year since 2016. Really, which That's is when like he played 159. And you don't get to choose when these things pop up. So if you trade for Mike Trout and his bat goes out in September, then it's like yeah. Well, now we don't have Alec Thomas or Mike Trout. Right. Um, well, and he just he doesn't really fit their timeline. I, I would like the Diamondbacks to continue if the and I know it's going to be very hard to get young players that are good from other teams because they want to build around those young players as well. But well, yeah, I, I, mean, I would much rather see them invest in a, in a younger player that fits Corbin Carroll's timeline. So that he they fits could, the timeline in the sense that he like, does not. well, I mean, he fits the timeline in the sense that you are trying to win a world series probably over the next two years. While Zach Gallon is still here. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I don't think the, it's really a timeline. The best issue. Mike Trout you're going to get is going to be over these next two years. But I mean, you are uh, in that situation, you're winning now and sacrificing the future. Um, and in that sense, like, yeah, if you don't win right now, then you be, then Corbin Carroll becomes Mike Trout. You have one of the best players in baseball and you don't have the roster sure. or the means to have a real contending team. And then you just have wasted this kid's career, um, which obviously nobody wants. Um, ultimately it becomes worth it. If Mike Trout stays healthy and you win the world series that year, then who cares? Um, but yeah, I think that's a, a massive risk that I do not think is worth taking. Worth taking, His, and we haven't even talked about what they'd have to give up specifically to make that trade happen. Just feels like it's going to be too much. Yeah, time. yeah. I mean, so so Mike Trout, I think there's seven years and two hundred and fifty million dollars left on his contract after this season. So twenty twenty four to twenty thirty, you're paying him thirty five million dollars per year. Theoretically, the Diamondbacks shouldn't give up anything for that contract. Yeah, if the that's Angels a, aren't, true, if yeah. the Angels aren't covering any of that, Mike Trout. I don't think is going to produce enough value to be worth that over the next seven years. And isn't this the problem we're going to see with a lot of these big contracts where 100%. the guys are still owed a ton of money yeah. at the, at yeah, the you can. twilight you're gonna, end of their it's career? It's going to be Miguel Cabrera, where you're almost like if the team's bad, you kind of just have to throw his corpse out there because it's like, got to give this fan something to be happy about. And also we're spending half of our payroll on this guy. We got to play him. Yeah. Um, it was what happened with Madison Bumgarner. Like, I mean, and Trout is not at all like he's still a good player. Yeah. His numbers this playing. year, his numbers this year aren't quite as good. This is the first year where his production has been noticeably different. He has an 858 OPS. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he still could be good for for a pretty good while. But the issue is with the injuries. I mean, no, no player hurt half a season is worth $35 million yeah, a year. Right. It's, it's just not worth it. Right. And from the Angels perspective, there is zero reason to trade Mike Trout unless you're really getting some serious prospect value back. You're not going to trade Mike Trout just to get off of his salary. Right. That yeah, would be, because I mean, that would be if really you're dumb. trading Mike Trout, you're not, you're not trading Mike Trout to get closer to the postseason. Like it's not like anybody, any kind of trade you make for Mike or for Mike Trout is going to make you like really closer to a world series within the length of this contract. So then you're giving up everyone's favorite or second favorite angel for to suck over the next yeah. 10 years and then it's like yep armoreno already has everyone hating him i don't, I don't know this that this would true. do anything to help that yeah if it if it did happen um which 
it won't. It's not. It's probably not going to. Uh, but if Mike Trout were traded, it would take the form of the Angels eating a significant portion in yes. order to get some kind of actual prospect value back. Yeah. Are the Diamondbacks the kind of team to make that trade? Almost certainly not. Yep. Right. Uh, there's there's a lot of risk there. And even if the Angels pick up half of the salary, you're still paying him close to twenty million dollars a year. So, and, and you're also potentially getting rid of prospects for a player who, yeah, it's not saying you're not going to get good value out of him. But how often is he going to play? How much is his decline going to impact his production? How much are injuries going to impact his production going forward? Will he ever right. be that great Mike Trout that we've seen ever again? It's not to say he won't be, but there, there's a good chance that you know the the, the human body once it's had its toll taken on it, isn't really going to rebound and go back to being what he was at one point. So who knows if if like, if like his value is ever going to be worth to another team what it is to the Angels, like Jesse said. Yeah. All right, what else we got there, Damon? Uh, Marco says, chances we win most of the rest of the games of the season, we have one of the harder schedules. Well, uh, the one thing is I, I think this series coming up right now is important and for me personally it, i have no idea what to expect oh, coming yeah. out of it i feel like my expectations are fairly high and fairly positive i feel like i'm cautiously optimistic about how this series is going to go considering that i felt the way i did about the cub series and they mm -hmm. were able to take three out of four i think once we get beyond this the diamondbacks do have some tests left they have a very important two-game series with the giants they still have three more against the cubs I think that these are all winnable games and winnable series for the Diamondbacks. I just think that uh, it depends on on how hot of a roll they stay on. Gabby Moreno not being available right now due to the paternity leave does concern me. His production not being in the lineup is something that they're going to miss, and hopefully he can come back fairly soon without it impacting the joy of of you know his his new child in his life. But uh, yeah, I mean, as far as this series goes, it's. It's important, and I mean, they have a three-game series against the White Sox. That feels like it's a fairly that's that that's a fairly easy that's a team you should beat. series, right? <laughs> yeah, they have a three-game series with the Yankees, who at that point should have zero to play for, but they seem to be playing better now that they have zero to play for. Uh, and then they wrap things up against the Houston Astros at home, which again, that could be an Astros team that has play. nothing to play for at that point. Or everything to play for, and we yeah. don't know. The Astros with everything to play for is a pretty. That's, oh, that's terrifying. That's a pretty. Oh a pretty I mean, we talked about it. That's, that's got Jordan Alvarez. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Brent Strom comment All about you know Kyle Nelson versus that the season could come down to Brian, Kyle Nelson versus Jordan Alvarez, yeah. and it's like, oh my god. And that's I'm, got I'm nothing have a to do with, with Kyle Nelson. That's everything to do with the fact that I don't know. Like it's basically Bryce Harper and then Jordan Alvarez of, of guys I do not want to see with like the season on the line because they are big time baseball players oh brett's still brett's dragging us because he's saying we are insane if you don't want mike trout i, don't I mean know. again <laughs> if to mike trout mike wants want... to sign as there's a free a, agent on a, a reasonable price. contract then yeah. i absolutely want yeah. it like uh, i would in a heartbeat if you're telling me if you're asking me who do you want in the postseason this 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 upcoming postseason mike trout or alec thomas 
you're stupid if you're saying Alec Thomas over Mike Trout, but that's not how this works. There's contracts and <laughs> years. Lot, the D-backs of, need a right-handed hitting outfielder. I mean, that is literally something they are going to be looking yeah, for most true. likely this offseason. Yeah, 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 Mike I Trout want, fits great on paper, but there's but on pa- a but lot on of paper, complications. He doesn't fit all that well. On paper. Um, Marcos's question, though. Marcos is here. He says, hey, my question. Thank you, Marcos, for your question. Um, but, yeah, what, what are your thoughts? On on Mike Trout? On, no, on no, Mike on Marcos's question. <laughs> I forgot what the question was already. Yeah, can, can we see you Marcos throw the question, question back up? These guys oh, don't yeah, even well, talk. Uh, Mike Trout mode. We had to get back to Mike Trout. My God. Yeah. I mean, chance, I feel like the chances are pretty good. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it, like, are they again, going to win 10 more of their games? Are they going to reach 85 wins? I think so. Feels like it. I right? think they, they have those three games again, against the White Sox. I, hell if I know, because I didn't expect them to, <laughs> to lose every game over a month and a half. Like, yeah, and, yeah, it, and especially with this being against the Mets in particular, who were the team, the team that basically tried to end our season, because that's when the dark ages <laughs> that's started. That's when the dark times like, started. That's true. I, I, I don't know what to expect coming into this. Um, what do you think, Jesse? But yeah, they should. Eighty-five. You think they get to eighty-five? On on paper, I mean, the I think the win percentage of their opponents the rest of the way is four ninety on average, so it it leans toward being an easier schedule. But yeah, I mean, it's impossible to predict, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it's a uh, they, they better what, I'll an, say that. an eight. I think it's an eighteen game stretch. In 18 games in this sport, I mean, yeah. it, it's impossible to say. Are the odds in their favor to win more than they lose? Yeah, yes. slightly. Yes. I, I would say slightly. But so like 50, it's like when you're still uh, in the early stages of your fantasy football game and you have a 51 to 49 percent chance of victory. Yeah, I mean, right? that's it's, where they're it's at, like right? if you're it, like in a baseball game, if you track like the win probability, it's like if you if you hit a single with with two outs in the first inning or something, like you have a 50.4 percent chance of winning <laughs> yes. that game. As if you know, it, it's just it's it's yeah. such a. It, it, you just don't know, right? You you just don't know how how things are gonna go, and uh, we'll we'll just have to wait and see how it turns out. You know, something well, I just thought about that we just passed that we have passed talking Jake's uh, record for the season, and that we have more oh, wins than no. he said we were gonna have. That's not what wasn't I it seventy? Oh, he said seventy three. Seventy three. Get your heart out, talking Jake. I was nope. thinking about I didn't the think fact about that. that um, about nine months ago, just over nine months ago, is when Gabby Moreno got traded to Arizona. Oh, that's I just you do with that information what you will. Yeah, I see where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Uh, again, congrats. Because uh, I mean, G- Gabriel brought up that that Gabby's not for the boys, but I mean, this was yeah nine months. He was going through a lot nine months ago. He had some reasons to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's we're let's leave let's leave Gabby alone. Gabby is. Uh, <laughs> I will protect Gabby at all costs. But um, all right. Well, we thank you guys, of course, as always, for your questions on Mailbag Monday. We always appreciate that. Uh, if you haven't signed up for a PHNX Diehards membership, do that now. I don't know what you're waiting for. It's the best. It's the best value in a sports membership. Uh, not only do you get Jesse's newsletter full count, you also get all sorts of wonderful content. From our writers, you'll get access to our members-only Discord lounge. You will get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com and 20% off all future purchases. You will get also discounts with our partners. You get a Dobson Ranch Ranch card, $50 gift certificate for Mountain Mike's, and so much more. So join us today. Become part of our diehard family. Uh, And, of course, make sure if you're going out to watch a sporting event, a concert, a show. I went 
had a ball at my first Metallica your concert. Were awesome, and yeah. I'm not even like a rock guy. Uh, it was it was your, just, your your seats were unbelievable. It was one of the wildest experiences I've ever had. And like there was one thing that I will say, I told you guys when we read this ad last week, there were plenty of seats available that would not have been available had they not had to reschedule the show. Mm. So you never know when a concert like this, especially after getting rescheduled, is going to have those kind of seats pop up. Great place to find those last minute ticket deals is at game time. Get it for everything you want to go to. Of course, uh, it's a great place for procrastinators, and it is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the app, create an account, and use our code of PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Do you think Gabby's going to name his kid Dalton? Oh man, Dalton Moreno. Dalton Moreno the kid that kid sounds like he runs some shit. Dalton I don't know what. Moreno. But Dalton oh Moreno God. is in charge of something. As CEO Dalton Moreno said on Saturday. <laughs> Dalton Moreno. Yeah. Right? yeah, that's great. Moreno's such a good last name. Varsho Moreno. That's even crazier. But I like. I mean, it. He's gonna have twin boys, Dalton and Varsho. <laughs> this is Varsh. This is Dalton. <laughs> uh, they're both. Uh, they're both. They both have all the tools. They both have all the tools. <laughs> well, uh, we thank you guys for being here. Of course, you can make sure to follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Uh, this absolute maniac next to me is at Sean underscore to pause. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. The other maniac behind the Mac, that is Damon. We are Damon's dogs. Uh, you can get him at Damon dog. That's D A W G there at the end. Of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D backs and all, sh- all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We appreciate your time. We thank you guys so much for stopping by and remember kids baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you call up Jake McCarthy.